The crowds have lined the narrow street to see this man from Galilee. He's just a carpenter, some say, and he's leading fools astray. Yet many kneel to give him praise And in his eyes they glimpse the power That sees the hearts of all men He knows his father's mind he speaks his father's words for he comes in the name of the Lord and there is strength in the name of the fallen through and my strength is nearly gone when there's nothing left to do but to depend on you and the power of your name and when we call upon your name Your strength to our weakness to show We will know the Master's plan We will extend the Master's hand For we come in the name of the In the name 
Hallelujah. Church, we have come to the most important part of the service, which is the ministration, the preaching of the Word of God. Amen. As you rise to your feet, I want you to do something that shows your excitement, your admiration, your appreciation. Help me welcome my shepherd, the visionary of BMI, my pastor, Pastor Chris. Let's give the Lord a hand of praise. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You may be seated in heavenly places. It is a, an honor for me and a privilege to greet you. The matchless name of Jesus Christ. We want to welcome you all here to our swollen Sunday international service. We want to give a special warm word of welcome to those who accepted an invitation to join us this morning. Clap for them who came by invitation. You know, it is an honor to be invited. You don't receive invitations all the time. So when somebody invites you, don't just turn it down. It's an honor. The rest of the world don't like us Africans. Do you know that? There's a new corona strain now and they said no more Africans must come to Europe or to America. Stay and die in your own country. So when you get an invitation anywhere, it's a blessing. Because not many people want you. But here at BMI, we like you, we love you, and we invite you. Hallelujah. So we thank the Lord that we can meet here and enjoy God's presence. The weather tried to derail our meeting, but we thank God that you made it through the rain. Amen. And you will surely be blessed. And I'm sure you are already blessed by these wonderful ministrations. Now, if we had to choose the best dressed cultural person here, it will be very difficult to choose. I saw African traditions, culture, then some Indians also. I saw some Indians here. I don't know what other countries are here. Then some European casual people that don't worry what they wear. Eish. But I want to just highlight this brother here from Uganda. This is, this is Ugandan outfit. Yes, turn around so you can see. You, the sh, the sh. <laughs> you must match the top and the shirt. Amen. Beautiful. Loli, what are you representing? Venda. This is Venda. This is how you dress in Venda. What other cultures are here? I didn't see Ghana. I'm here for Ghana. And my friend, we are Ghanaians. You see our shirts? Ghana. Wait, who, who else is here? Where's Nigeria? Hey, stand, stand, brother. Hey, Nigeria. Beautiful. Any Indians here? Shay, where are you? What a shock, huh? Help him out, what are you? Stand up. Yes. Bangladesh, Bangladesh. Bangladesh. Anyway, it was short notice, so I'm sure... We didn't really have all the time, but next time. You also look lovely, a lady with a yellow hat. Can you also stand, please? I don't want to embarrass you, but I mean, powerful. Please, people, don't forget to take the clothes back where you borrowed it from. 
so that we can use it again the next time. <laughs> I'm just kidding, okay. Wonderful. Tonight we have a service at 7 p.m. in the tabernacle. It's called Revival at 7. You are, you are welcome to come. Amen. I want to share with you shortly a very important message and a powerful message found in Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Today I want to talk to you about Jesus Christ and how he will do good to you. Amen. My message is entitled, Jesus will do you good. Yes, Jesus Christ will do you good. And proper English is, Jesus Christ will do good to you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. In Acts chapter 10 verse 38, it says, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good and healing all those who were oppressed by the devil. For God was with him. I read it once again. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good and then he healed all those that were oppressed by the devil. Today God is going to heal you from all oppression that the devil has brought upon your life. Let us pray. Father, we shout in heaven. We thank you for today. Holy Spirit, come now into our midst to save us, to heal us and to change our lives. We welcome your mighty power, your presence. Touch every person seated here today by your mighty power and release angels into the audience, we pray. Satan, we bind your authority and your power in the name of Jesus and we curse every activity of demons in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen and amen. Jesus Christ has come to do good to you. Hallelujah. The good news that we bring to you is about a person. His name is Jesus. It's the centrality of the gospel. It's the main point of the message. Jesus. Before the foundation of the world, God had a plan to send to us His beloved Son, Jesus Christ. And this is the good news. That Jesus Christ has come into the world to save sinners and to heal the sick. Hallelujah. So today, whatever bothers you, there is nothing too hard for Jesus that he can't fix it for you. Yes, there's no addiction, no change, nothing too strong that he can't break off your life. The enemy, which is the devil, brings you sadness, madness, but Jesus brings gladness. Hallelujah. Jesus brings joy into your life. The enemy only brings you temporal peace, tranquility, but it's a, it's a lie, it's a deception. He puts you on a boat and says, sail with me. Sail with me across the calm waters. Then if you have sailed a little while away from God, then the storm arises in the ocean. And then you're so far from God. You are, you are like a, uh, a seaman that is lost at sea. And God must call someone to throw out a lifeline. To be a lighthouse. Send a gleam across the wave. Because so many people are dying and are lost. But I bring good news. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ has come to do good things for all of us and includes you. Now, just two things. Is my sermon just focuses on two points so easy you cannot forget. What will Jesus do for you? Number one, the Bible says He will heal you. He went about doing good and healing 
healing. Healing is for sick people. Are you hearing me? If you go to a hospital, you find that there are doctors that specialize. Your, your clinics here, they just have what you call a general practitioner. But in, in hospitals, if the doctors see there's something wrong with your eye, you must go to a specialist in eyes. Do you see? If there's something wrong with your bones, you must go to a specialist in bones. Yeah. But Jesus Christ, mm -mm. no, 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 no. He is a great physician. Whether you have stomach ulcer, whether you have back problems, whether you have a psych psychiatric problem, mental disorder. Yeah, there's also special doctors and special institutions for you. But today, I am just presenting to you a person. He's a specialist in all types of diseases. Whether you mentally deranged, whether you have physical sickness, whether you are bound by fetters and demons, He can set you free. What a wonderful Jesus I know that I present to you today. In the Bible, a man was paralyzed and he came to see Jesus. He did not say to him, I am not the, I'm a healer of headaches only. Go see a paralyzed specialist. No. If your back is not straight, he will say to you, woman, thou art loose. Receive your healing. Clap for Jesus Christ. There's a man in the Bible called Bartimaeus, a blind man. He came to Jesus and Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? He said, money you want? He said, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said to him, go your way. Your faith has made you whole. Jesus heals blind eyes. Yes, there was nothing that came in his way that was too hard for him. Because God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power. He did good. And he healed all those that were oppressed by the devil. Hallelujah. Children were brought to Jesus. And he didn't say take them to the pediatrician. He said, bring the children to me. And I'm here to tell you, Mama, your child is giving you problems. Jesus is saying to you, bring the children to me. Bring their children to me. I will heal them. I will heal them of the addiction and the connection to gangsters. He can set them free from the deception and the delusion that they belong to something great. It's only the enemy that is busy destroying their lives. Bring them to Jesus and He will heal them from their problems. Hallelujah. In Gadara, there was a madman who took off all his clothes and he walked among the tombs. Hey, when you get mad, you do mad things. He was cutting himself. But when Jesus came, He delivered him of 6,000 devils. Can one man have so many devils? Oh yeah. Maybe you only have a few. This man had 6,000. But together as a gang, they couldn't stand against Jesus Christ. The Bible says they begged Jesus to let them go out into pigs. Because demons want to stay inside human beings or animals. They need a body to operate in. And Jesus granted them to go into the pigs. Hey! That's why some people don't eat pork. Because they believe that the devils went into the pigs. But one day I was at a, at a, at a, at a meeting. When a pastor was also rebuking a demon out of a woman. And the demon also spoke just like the man in Gadara. And he said, chase me into the chickens. And the pastor said, go out into the chicken. And as he went into the chicken, the chicken ran. Go, 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 go. 
So that means we mustn't eat chickens also. Because the devil is also in the chicken. Mercy. But even madness, which is a common sickness. Listen, don't be fooled. It's a common sickness amongst our people. Varying degrees of illness. Your head is not working well. You know. Later on you think to yourself, why did I go on like that? It's a little form of madness you got. But Jesus is here to give you sanity. You see, when the Bible says God has given us a spirit of a sound mind, it means when the enemy is in the environment, then our thinking is not sound. Our behavior is not sound. But when He comes, this wonderful Savior, that Virgil sang about, that Loli sang about, is that just a carpenter, some say, leading fools astray, but many knelt to give Him praise. We give Him praise. It's going to heal you of your madness. It's going to heal you of your sickness. It's going to heal you of your fears. You are afraid of tomorrow. You don't know what tomorrow brings. Many ladies suffer from, from fear. Spirit of fear. Will I stay married? Will my husband go for, some, for someone else? Will there be enough food? Will my children survive? Today, Jesus is here. He's here, He's real and He's here to set you free from your fears. Hallelujah! What a wonderful Savior. Now, doctors in hospitals, they can specialize. I'm talking about the healing Jesus. Doctors in hospital can only specialize whilst your heart is still beating. But once the machine stop, then they take their gloves off, they take their hat off, they take their mask off, and they leave you so that the nurses can phone the undertaker. Because after you die, there's nothing more real doctors can do for you. But I'm here to tell you that when Jesus came to walk on this earth, even death could not stop him. Oh no. Jairus was called and, and Jairus came to see Jesus and said to him, my daughter is very sick. And on the way to the house of Jairus, people came running to him and said, leave the master because the child that was sick is now dead. And they thought because other doctors walk away when, when there's a death, they didn't realize this was no ordinary doctor. Hallelujah. He said, Jairus, don't be afraid. Only believe. Anything that is dead in your life, when Jesus comes, He can resurrect it once again. Yes. Today is coming to your house. And while the critics say, don't bother Him anymore, He can't help you. He said, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Only believe. Anything that is dead can come alive again. Hallelujah. And he chased out the scoffers and those sad people. And he raised the child from the dead. Glory to God. And the priests that were there that couldn't do anything, they said, no man, this child wasn't really dead. This child maybe went into a coma. They criticized the miracle power of Jesus. So we said, okay, I'm going to show you that I have power over death. I will wait till somebody is really dead and I will show you. Then there was a boy that was dead and they were taking his, he was already in the coffin. They were taking him to a funeral. It's, it's called the boy of Nain. And as they took him, his mother was walking behind the funeral and crying. Jesus and his group were coming from the one side and the sad people, the sad you sees, and the far you sees, the Pharisees, they were coming on the other side. But this boy had been dead already because they had checked him. The doctor had certified him. They put him in a coffin. They're on the way to the funeral. 
But when Jesus came, he saw the crying mother and he said, stop this entrance. And he spoke to the boy. Hey! He's going to speak into your dead situation. And he said, boy, I say to you, arise! And the boy sat up. And they said, look, this boy was probably in a very long coma. It can't be that someone can raise the dead. How can someone raise the dead? No man has such power. Must have been what they call a long-induced coma. Jesus said, okay. If that's what you do, I will show you I can raise the dead. Then a good friend of him died. His name was Lazarus. And his sister said, Jesus, you must come quickly. Lazarus has just died. And he said to himself, wait, if I raise him now, they're going to say again and induce coma. I will wait four days. They said, no, you must come now. He said, no, 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 no. They've already said Jairus' daughter was not a resurrection. They said the boy of Nain was not a resurrection. I'll wait four days. They came to tell him on the Friday. And only the Monday he said to them, guys, let's go. And when he came there, I mean, they said the boy was already, the, the, the sister Mary and Martha said, Lord, if you had only been here, we know you are mighty. We know you are powerful. We show you heal the blind. Hey, we show you make a cripple stand up straight. We show you heal a blind man. But now it's too late because if you had been here, maybe when he was still just dead, <laughs> you could have bring him back to life. But Jesus said, leave it to me. Lazarus is asleep. And he stood in front of his tomb. And he called out John chapter 11. He called him by his name. He said in a loud voice, Lazarus! Because he wanted him to hear him. There was a rock in front of the grave. He needed to shout enough so that Lazarus could hear him. And he specifically shouted, Lazarus! Because if he just said, get up, then all the graveyards would have opened and all the people would have walked out. So we needed to pinpoint this one. I only want you. Because you see, when some people die, it's better if they stay in the grave. But they were just troublemakers on the earth. Hey! I'm sure we don't want everybody to be resurrected from the dead. Some of us, we cry over the tombstones, but we also saying, yeah, they did come and they come. He said, Lazarus, come forth. And the miracle of all miracles that no man ever did, a dead man stood up with, wrap, with clothes wrapped around his body. And that is probably the greatest miracle we, we, is recorded because in that miracle, there are three miracles in one. The first miracle is that Jesus had to call his soul back from where he was in heaven or in hell. And he was in heaven because he was a friend of Jesus. If you are a friend of Jesus, you will go to heaven. He will not go to hell. So it's a miracle to call a soul back into the body. Hey, then the body was rotten. Do you understand? So we had now to, to reverse the process of osmosis. He had to reverse the decomposition. Rigor mortis had now to be reversed. Yeah. And whatever had happened to the body, how, we, how the process works, it had to be reversed. And the old flesh that was smelling and started to break down had to be rebuilt again. Supernaturally under the cloth. And then the third miracle, whatever sickness killed Lazarus, 
He had to heal him from that sickness. Otherwise, he would have died again a few days later. Hey! Three in one. The miracle working Jesus. There is nobody like Jesus. Let us clap for Jesus. Now, my friend, you that have come to hear me today, to come to this church, your problem can't be as big as a man that's dead for four days. Jesus Christ is here. He's come to do you good. Hallelujah. He's the healer of not just sick bodies, but broken hearts. Has your heart been broken? Have you been disappointed in life? People that promised you many things and it didn't work out? He's the healer of the broken hearts. Hallelujah. He's the good news that God sent to us 2,000 years ago. How God anointed him with the Holy Ghost and power. He went about doing good and healed all those that were oppressed of the devil. And today is coming to heal you from whatever is causing you harassment, problems, uh, depression and pain. He's coming to set you free. If you can only believe, all things are possible to them that believe. Hallelujah! Now the second important thing that Jesus does for you is that He will cleanse you. He will save you from your sin. Amen? He will heal you and He will save you from your sins. Because in uh, Matthew chapter 1 verse 21, we see why Jesus came. But before we read that, let me read for you something else. Uh, a very important scripture that describes Jesus as our Savior. Luke 2 verse 11, he says, for unto, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Hallelujah. Can everybody say Savior? Jesus is a Savior. Hallelujah. And it's Christmas in a few weeks' time. And we always read these scriptures close to Christmas. But today I'm explaining to you that Jesus Christ is a Savior. He has come to save us. Now the true question comes in. What did He come to save us from? Save us from what? When he came to Jerusalem in the year 1 AD, 2 AD, 30 AD, there was no electricity in Jerusalem. Eskom wasn't working. They burned candles there. Hey, and he came for 33 years to walk on this earth. And he left. And when he left, there was still no electricity in Jerusalem. So, for sure, he didn't come to save us from our ESCOM crisis. Are you listening to me? Mama, Mama, he didn't come to save you because you don't have electricity in your house. Some places have no running water. When Jesus came to Jerusalem, 2,000 years ago, they had no running water. And when he left, 33 years later, he left them with no running water. That is very simple that he didn't save them from running water. There was no universities when he came. When he left, there was also no universities. So he didn't save them from the education crisis. People today think that our problems are education, electricity, and running water. But that's not why Jesus came. Are you listening? When he came, the Israelites were under Roman oppression. And when he left them, they were still under Roman oppression. He didn't even come to liberate them from colonialism. 
So in other words, He didn't come to set you free from political and slavery. Whether you pray for deliverance from the ANC or you pray for deliverance from the DA, Jesus didn't come to deliver you from the DA or from the ANC. So the question is again, Pastor, what then? Did Jesus come to deliver us? What did he come to save us from? Matthew chapter 1 verse 21. The angel visits Mary and says to her, You shall bring forth a son and you shall call his name Jesus because he shall save the people. He shall what? He shall save the people from their sin. From their what? From their sins. The greatest problem of Delft is the sins of Delft. The greatest problem of Belha is the sins of Belha. The greatest problems of Cape Town is the sins of Cape Town. And the greatest problem that you have and you have, brother, is your sin. It's not your lack of job. Not your lack of electricity. Not because you don't get the 350 grant. <laughs> no. That's not your greatest problem. Your greatest problem is the sin. Yes. Jesus said, come unto me. Come to me. If you are heavy laden. And I will give you rest. Hallelujah. Sin is the greatest problem because the wages of sin is death. You say, Pastor, why do you say it's our greatest problem? Because your payment for your sin is going to be death. Yeah. Romans 3 verse 23. All have sinned. We all have sinned. And we come short of the glory of God. And the wages of the payment for what we have done is death. That is why God sent His Son to rescue us from our own sins. Hallelujah! This is the good news. How can someone like me that have many sins stand before you and be a preacher? I can only do it because Jesus Christ washed away my sins with the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah! You can't say, I, I, I don't do much. I only do small sin. Even if you do one thing, you are a sinner. The serpent came to Eve and said, just eat from the fruit. And because she took one bite, she was caught in sin of disobedience. What is sin? Sin is disobedience to God. Yes. And as we sit here, we are all Affected and infected by this illness of sin. We are many liars here. Many thieves here. Many murderers here. And the payment for that is death. Yes. If we test you now and say, how many have lied, you will see. How many people have told a lie here? Now let me ask you this. How many have told at least 10 lies in their lifetime? Put up your hand if you are part of that. You have told 10 lies. Look at all the liars here in this church. Eish. Eish. Your punishment is what? Death. How many have stolen something before? Some here, good people, I see some. You've stolen. When you walk past your mother's pot, you, you stole a piece of chicken. Let me see again who stole chicken from the mother's stew. Look at all the thieves in Delft here. How many have committed murder? Let me tell you, all of us are murderers. Because Jesus said, if you hate your brother, 
you are a murderer and many of you have become so angry ladies you are all guilty because you hate your husbands when they make you angry you are murderers hey then some of you fornicate you sleep with someone who is not your husband <laughs> and so I, 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 this one close your eyes so people can't see how many of you are fornicators don't don't look but your hand is up in the spirit now even if you say you didn't let me tell you you are also guilty because Jesus Christ said if you look at another woman what last in your heart you are an adulterer and how many men can say that they've never looked at another woman saying oh what a wonder you are yes you see if jesus don't wash away your sins you're going straight to hell Some of you think you are too nice to go to hell. You made a mistake. You must go to prison and see all the nice types of people there you won't believe. In prison they also have meeting uh, church meetings and the preachers are standing with orange overalls and preaching to the other convicts. Nice people are in prison. Michael Jackson almost went to prison. And imagine Michael Jackson in prison. He's a nice man. I mean Jacob Zuma was also in prison. He's a nice man. Nice grandpa in prison. You think you can't go to prison? You 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 are too nice to go to prison. You make a mistake. You must go see who's in. I visited some of my church members in prison. And I was surprised to see it was in the ladies in the ladies uh, section. C-section. M- murder, murder. Hey. And as I stood there, I saw the others and they looked so, I thought, why can't they set these people free? Don't think you are too nice that you can't be put into hell. You see, when you go to heaven, your sins can't go in with you. One day I was going to fly on an aeroplane and i like to take my small bag with me so that when the plane stops i don't still have to wait for my luggage i can just get off and move but on this one flight this lady would not let me get in with the bag she said no this bag must go underneath in the aeroplane i said look i always travel with this bag i was arguing i said lady do you know who i am hmm. My nice clothes didn't help because I always travel with nice clothes. So people respect me more. But that day didn't help. This lady was from Limpopo. Hey. She said, "Hey, booty, that bag is not going in." I argued and argued. Eventually I realized they won't let me in with this bag. It must go under. And the Holy Spirit said to me, "It's like heaven." You can't enter with your bag of sin. You must leave your bag at the gate. You will not go in with your many sins. You cannot enter. Imagine thieves must be allowed into heaven. They will steal the pearly gates. They will take the the road of gold they will take. And then God has to build a prison in heaven, but there are no prisons in heaven. our many sins are like a mountain are you with me now in delph many go to church and you think because i go to church my i was born in this church my mother and father is in this church so automatically i'm a member of this church although you even don't go but your name is on the books 
You take God for a fool and you think God is blind. But God is not blind. God is just patient with you. And God is just kind with you. That's why you are still alive and that's why you are still sitting here this morning. And many people here want to be free from a life of sin. Some of you are into things you don't want to do. I know. And God knows it also. And my friends, I can't end my preaching before warning you that there's a day of judgment coming for you because of your many sins. And all those who are playing the fool with God is giving opportunities while we are still on the side of the grave. Coronavirus didn't kill you. A stray bullet didn't kill you. An accident didn't kill you because God is giving you another opportunity to make right with Him. You can't play the fool with God. You also say, I belong to, to a church, but what is the difference between you and the people in the world? You must get serious with God. You must start to follow God. As much as God is a God of love, God is also a righteous God. Now Jesus Christ shed His blood for you. The day before He died, He lifted up a cup and He said, this is my blood. This tomorrow, it was the Thursday night, He lifted the cup, He said, tomorrow, this is wine in it today. Tomorrow it will be my blood which will be shed for you. Hallelujah. Tomorrow it will be my blood that will be shed for you. You say, Pastor, but why blood? Because the Bible says in, in, in Hebrews, without the shedding of blood, there can be no forgiveness of sin. You say, Pastor, what can wash away my sins? I want to tell you, nothing can wash away your sins but the blood of Jesus Christ. Because in the blood is the life of a human being. Leviticus 17 verse 10 says, the life of the flesh is in the blood. And when Jesus died, all his blood ran out on the cross, down the cross onto the ground. That blood was shed for you and for me. Because without the shedding of blood, there can be no remission of sin. There must be blood shed. And Jesus shed his blood for us. One day two men were fighting on a farm and the one farm, the one worker killed the other one. And he looked around and he saw nobody saw him. He thought he can bury this other worker and nobody will know what he did. And then he saw blood on his t-shirt and he took it off. He washed the t-shirt with Omo and Surf so that nobody could see the thing he did. But in the night when he sleeps, Two o'clock, three o'clock, sweat drops come down his brow and he gets nightmares of the dead person in front of him. He sits up in his bed and he can't rest because he could wash this, the dirt of his t-shirt, but he could not wash his heart from the evil that he has done. It's only when the blood of Jesus comes on you that you can be free from your sins. Hallelujah. Everybody here today must be washed in the blood of Jesus if you want to see Him in heaven. This is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. God is a good God and a patient God. But God is a righteous God. I close with this story. There was a young boy who once was, fell into a dam and he was busy drowning. Along came a gentleman with a suitcase and a nice suit. He jumped into the water to save this young boy. And he was all wet, but he didn't mind because he saved his life. And when the people came there, they were happy that this man had rescued this boy. And then he asked about this boy. Who is this boy? They said, no, he's here from the, from the squatter camp. He, sometimes they play here in the, the dams. And he, they said he's a poor boy. And the man was so good, he said, give me his name and his address. I want to also help him with some school shoes and the school shirt. And for many years, the man sent money 
to help this boy that he saved from his poverty. A good man. But the boy got involved with wrong friends like many of our children do. And he started robbing people. One day the police caught him for armed robbery and took him to prison. And the day he had to appear in court with his three friends, he was standing in the hole under the courtroom. Like we call Tichat. He was in Tichat, under in the courtroom. And as he came up first, because his case was next on the row, he put his head through the hut and he saw the judge and he recognized the judge. It's the same man that saved him when he was drowning and that gave him school shoes and that gave him a school shirt and he told his brass, Mana, men, don't worry. Today, with Trafas, I know the bra behind the judgment seat. But when his case was laid in front of the judge and on the books, the judge took the books and opened up and said the sentence books and he said, because you are found guilty, you are sentenced to 12 years in prison. He said, but Uncle Johnny, you saved me. You rescued me. But the same man that was his savior now became his judge. Because God is a God of love and righteousness. But there's a day that God will become your judge. You will stand before the white throne. You will stand before the throne of God. If your name is not written in the book of life, it means Jesus came with good news to wash you from your sin, but you refuse the gift of God. He says, my blood I shed for you. You don't want my blood. I want to cleanse you from your sin. I want to heal you from your, your madness. You don't want me. One day you'll stand before God. And he'll be your judge. It's like a coin. Where's a coin? Anybody with a coin I want to show you. A coin has two sides. You only have big money. Somebody must have a, any coin. My wife normally has a lot of coins in her bag. Yeah. He has a five rand coin. On the one side is the coat of arms. If you turn it on the other side, it's a, it's a gems book. It's an animal on the other side. It's the coat of, but it's one coin. The God of love and the God of judgment. The God of love and the God of judgment. What will your answer be? Jesus is calling you today. You've tried many things. You can see your life is going down. Let him wash you. Let him cleanse you. With his blood. He's come to do you good. How God anointed this Jesus of Nazareth. With power. To do you good. And to heal you from all your troubles. Would you bow your heads please. Everybody bow your heads please. Hallelujah. Father we pray. For your power. And now I release your anointing. To capture everyone that's under the sound of my voice. While your head is bowed, your eye is closed. Somebody invited you here to this service. I want to ask you, my friend, do you know Jesus? Do you know that He died to save you from your sins? Maybe you say, Pastor, I once knew Him, but I grew cold. Today, at this invitation, we want to ask you, come to the cross that Jesus can wash you from your sins. You will not be allowed to enter if your sins are not washed away. But today, I bring good news that He wants to cleanse you and He wants to heal you. Maybe you have some trouble in your life. It's because you are far away from Jesus. Today, I want to ask you,
Don't you want to ask Jesus to wash you and cleanse you from all your stain? Is there someone like that to say, Pastor, pray for me, please. I want to pray for you. I will not embarrass you, I promise. Put up your right hand. I want to pray for you. I see your hand there. I see at the back, see so many hands. Can everybody stand in this building? Everybody standing. Everybody standing once again. Everybody standing. I'm going to ask you if you put up your hand. And even if you haven't, but you are thinking about it, don't let this moment pass you by. You were not invited here by chance. It is the, whole, it is the Lord that wants to save you from your life of sin and destruction. Something is harassing you, it's bothering you. Jesus wants to heal you from every harassment, every burden that you bear. Why don't you come to Him? He's the healer of the broken heart and He will cleanse you from your sin. All those who put up their hands, I ask you to come out and stand here with me. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. Don't be ashamed. Come. Swollen Sunday. Swollen Sunday. Let him have his way. to Jesus give him your life today come on to Jesus come on to Jesus and let him have way are there more people you saw some coming is there somebody here maybe you are doubting in your heart must I go must I stay You, 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 you say, I do go to a church. Listen, God is not a fool. God knows if you serve Him or if you don't. Don't make a fool of God. God is not a fool. He will open the books one day, the judgment books. And your name will not be there. Then it's too late. But now it's, you can still come. Now you can come. You say, Pastor, I already stood in the front one day. But, but are you serving God? Come again so I can pray for you. We'll sing it one more time and I want, I'm waiting for you, my friend. Your life must be a life of following God. Are you following God? Yes. yes. Come join us. Come. this world. I want you to look at me, all of you in front. Many years ago, I also came down the aisle just like you and I stood in front and the Lord saved me from my sins. The Bible says, even if we make mistakes, Jesus is faithful and true to wash you and cleanse you from all your sins. Yes. And I stand today that not that I'm a good person, but it's in His righteousness I stand before you. And you will also stand because of God. It's the start of the change of your life today. It's not a joke. Just follow Him. Follow Him. He's going to give you all the good things that He promised in Acts chapter 10. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth went about doing Good. He's going to do good things to you. Hallelujah. Bow your heads and you say this prayer after me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus. I come to you today. I come to you today. Just as I am. Just as I am. 
Oh Lord, I'm sorry for my sins. Oh Lord, I'm sorry for my sins. All my mistakes. All my mistakes. Please wash me. Please wash me with your blood. With your blood. Cleanse me. Cleanse me. I heard the preacher say. I heard the preacher say that you want to do good. That you want to do good to me. To me. Please Jesus. Please Jesus. Do good to me today. Do good to me today. Cleanse me. Cleanse me. Wash me. Wash me. Please write my name. Please write my name in the book of life. In the book of life. I want to follow you. I want to follow you. I turn my back. I turn my back on my old life. On my old life. Turn my back on my old friends. I turn my back on my old I friends. I turn my back on Satan. I turn my back on Satan. I want to follow you. I want to follow from you. this day. From this day. I follow Jesus. I follow Jesus. Jesus is my Lord. Jesus is my Lord. Jesus is my Savior. Jesus is my Savior. I thank you. I thank you for receiving me. For receiving me. For receiving me. For receiving me today. Today, as your child, as your child, I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's clap for the Lord.